The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. What? Pro-life evangelicals who voted for Biden are now surprised and disappointed with the choices he's making? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. We're not going to pull any punches today. We're going to tell it like it is. We're going to be straight. We're going to be honest. If you get offended, ask yourself, are you offended by the truth? I have no desire to be offensive, but sometimes the truth makes us uncomfortable. And with that, welcome to The Line of Fire. This is Michael Brown. Thanks for joining us. And I want to put out a specific question for you. If you consider yourself pro-life and you voted Democrat in the presidential elections, please give me a call, 866-34-TRUTH. If you consider yourself pro-life and you vote a Democrat, 866-348-7884. I'd love to hear you explain your rationale in doing so. All right, friends, check out these headlines. I I want you to tell me if they are genuine or not. All right, listen carefully. Check these out already. First headline, pro-Trump evangelicals for illegal immigration, shocked at Trump's plans to build wall. Let's let's leave that up, those that are watching. Pro-Trump evangelicals for illegal immigration, shocked at Trump's plan to build wall. Well, it looks looks right. It looks like a real headline. Oh, but when I scrutinize a little bit further, it's not actually the Washington Post. Something scratched out. It's a fake headline. And obviously, it's, it's oxymoronic. Uh, Pro-Trump evangelicals for illegal immigration is self-contradictory. And therefore, the idea that they would be tro- pro-Trump evangelicals for illegal immigration, who would then be shocked at his plan to build a wall, it's a complete farce. All right, it's a complete farce. Obviously, we made it up. We made the headline up. Our team made it to look like a real headline. But it's all made up because it's self-contradictory. The idea that there would be those standing for, quote, illegal immigration who would be pro-Trump and then shocked. What? He's building a wall? We feel betrayed and used and hurt. Obviously, that's not reality. All right, let's, let's try another headline. You tell me if this is real or not. Pro-Trump evangelicals for Palestine feel betrayed at Trump's moving of the embassy to Jerusalem. So instead of the Washington Post before we had the Notchington Post, this looks like a CNN headline, except when you look a little closer, instead of CNN, it's ADB as in Ask Dr. Brown. But of course, let's look at that for a minute. It's completely oxymoronic. If, if you're pro-Trump evangelical, you knew he was standing strongly with Israel. Not that he hated the Palestinians, but his loyalty was first and foremost to see Israel secure and see the embassy move to Jerusalem. He said he was going to do it. He promised he was going to do it. So it's obviously oxymoronic to speak of people like this and completely idiotic and absurd. It's an idiotic headline that we put together 
to make it look good, but it's obviously idiotic, self-contradictory, because he said he was going to move the embassy to Jerusalem. So if you voted for him, you were voting for him to move the embassy to Jerusalem. All right, let's try one more headline. Tell me if, if, oh, it looks real. There's Trump. There's uh, Khamenei, leader of Iran. Uh, looks like New York Times headline, pro-Trump evangelicals for the Iranian nuclear treaty feeling used when Trump severs the deal. Evangelicals nationwide are outraged with the administration's decision to pull out of the deal with Iran that had previously prom- uh, prompted them to begin dismantling their nuclear program. Oh, but when you look at it a little more closely, you see it's not the New York Times, but the not York Times. And of course, this headline that I'm looking at looks real, sounds real, but self-contradictory because if you're a pro-Trump evangelical, then you would not have been for the Iranian nuclear treaty because you knew that was dangerous and destructive and Trump guaranteed he was going to come against it. And, And so how could you feel used when he severed the deal, when he told you he was going to sever the deal, and that's who the man is. All right, what, what about this headline? Check out yet another headline, and tell me if this headline is real or not. Pro-life evangelicals for Biden respond to the COVID-19 relief package. We feel used and betrayed. Well, well sh- surely that, that must be another bogus headline. Because how could you be a pro-life evangelical and before Biden? You could be a pro-life evangelical and not like Trump. You could be a pro-life evangelical and say, I can't vote for either candidate. But how on earth could you be a pro-life evangelical for Biden? That would be like a pro-Trump evangelical for illegal immigration. That's self-contradictory. And then why would you feel used and betrayed when President Biden is doing exactly what he said he would do? He is keeping to his word. He said he would do certain things. He said he would espouse certain policies. He said that he would make certain decisions. And he's doing exactly what he said he would do. And and one of the reasons people voted him into office, those who voted for him, was to do these very things. Why is there surprise? But, But friends, that last headline is a real headline. It is grievous to me. And I look at some of the signers there, and there are fine Christian leaders There are men and women of integrity and and character and with great track records. Some of them highly respected in the evangelical community. When they came out saying they were pro-life evangelicals for Biden, I challenged it. I said, it's one thing if, if, if you just have issues with Trump and the way he operates and the damage he does, and in conscience, you can't put a man like that in the White House, but obviously you can't vote for Biden if you're pro-life, obviously. That was self-evident to me. Again, each decision is between us and God. We're not judging someone's salvation over this. But of course he was going to do this. On what basis would you feel used and betrayed? That's why we created these bogus headlines to say it's utterly ridiculous. It's like one editor shot me a note after looking at an article I wrote in this and said, ah, I'm surprised the snake bit me. Well, that's what snakes do. Trump said he was going to do certain things. People voted for him. He did those things. Biden said he's going to do certain things. People voted for him. He's doing those things. How can you feel used and betrayed? Here, listen to what candidate Joe Biden said about the Hyde Amendment. Now, now, please understand, in the COVID relief bill, it covers lots of other things, and it does not specifically reinforce the Hyde Amendment, which says 
that federal funds, so your taxpayer dollars, cannot be used to fund abortion. And, and this is why these pro-life evangelicals have been reacting and been so upset over this, because they've said there's no language of the Hyde Amendment. And, and you told us you were going to be open to discussion about this before the elections. That's called getting used. That's called getting used by politicians. It was a shock when Trump didn't use the evangelicals. It was a shock when Trump kept his word to evangelicals. It was a shock that the things he said he would do and the open door he had to evangelicals, he kept nobody had done that the way he did it before in memory. And here, the Biden campaign apparently interacts with some of these leaders and said, yeah, we'll have dialogue about them. They don't hear from him again, even right up to voting, they don't hear from him again. That's a signal you got used. It's painful because of the consequences and because you're complicit in voting for someone who said he was going to do these things. Is it any surprise in terms of Joe Biden and the Hyde Amendment? No. During one of the debates, I believe, was the first time he came out and said, I no longer support it. Here, listen to how explicit he was many months before the elections. Listen to then-candidate Biden. We now see so many Republican governors denying health care to millions of the most poorest and most vulnerable Americans by refusing even Medicaid expansion. I can't justify leaving millions of women without access to the care they need and the ability to, con- to exercise their constitutionally protected right. If I believe health care is a right as I do, I can no longer support an amendment that makes that right dependent on someone's zip code. I've supported the Hyde Amendment like many, many others have. Because there was sufficient monies and circumstances where women were able to exercise that right, women of color, poor women, women are not able to have access, and it was, it was not under attack as it was then, as it is now. But circumstances have changed. The reality is the Democrat Party lurched further left. In order to get the candidacy to be the president, Joe Biden himself had to lurch further left. Are these his own convictions as a man, as a man who says he's Catholic? Are these just simply political changes? God knows. But he made clear what he was going to do. How can you be surprised? How can you feel used? You voted for him to do these things. Is it not explicit language in the Democrat Party platform that they will abolish the Hyde Amendment? Explicit. Why are you surprised when someone you vote for does what he said he would do and does what the party platform promises? Why is that a surprise? It goes further. It goes further. For those of you who voted for Joe Biden, and your vote's between you and God. I'm not your judge. God is. God judges me and you for a million other things. All right? And when we stand before God, the ultimate question is not going to be who we voted for, but what we did with Jesus and how we lived. However, these things intersect in many ways in terms of decisions. So if you voted for Joe Biden, you were voting for someone who promised he would do these very things. Here's one more clip from a town hall, October 2020. I knew whenever I was graduating high school and entering college that I wanted to obtain my degree and start a career before starting a family. Having access to birth control and safe reproductive health care was imperative in making that um, true for me. So um, considering the new Supreme Court nomination of Amy um, Coney Barrett, 
What are your particular plans to protect women's reproductive rights in the U.S.? Number one, we don't know exactly what she will do, although the expectation is that she may very well move to overview, overrule Roe. And but the only thing, the only responsible response to that would be to pass legislation making Roe the law of the land. That's what I would do. <clears throat> he would make Roe v. Wade the law of the land so that it could not be overturned by the court. That's what he's saying he would do if elected. Why would someone say, I am a pro-life evangelical and I am voting for Biden? That's giant question number one. And then giant question number two, why on earth would you then be surprised that he did what he said he would do? This is serious, friends. This is a major breach. This needs to be discussed. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Hey, friends, if you're watching on Saturday night, a replay of this broadcast on America's Voice, so on Dish TV or Pluto, uh, make sure you sign up for our emails. Go to askdrbrown.org, askdrbrown.org. Everyone else watching on Facebook, YouTube, listening to my podcast, radio, if you don't get my emails, you're missing out. There's great resources, things I think you'll really enjoy, be helped by. And as soon as you sign up, we send you a neat, free mini book, an ebook, Seven Secrets of the Real Messiah. So go to askdrbrown.org and click to sign up for our emails. 866-34-TRUTH. If you are pro-life and you voted for Joe Biden, I'd love to hear your reasoning why. All right. I may differ with you strongly, but trust me, I, I want to hear your viewpoint. Now, to be clear, if these pro-life evangelicals who are now feeling, quote, used and betrayed by the Biden administration, if they had said, we knew he was going in this direction, but we felt that the type of leader Donald Trump was, was too dangerous for America, was hurting the church, and that in our view, Abortion will be overturned, not by the federal government, but on the grassroots level in every community. So let's work together for life and accept that this administration is going to go in the wrong direction. I, I would still have differed with them, but I'd understand that. And I'd understand if they said, hey, look, as, as Christians of character, we can't vote for either candidate and have to vote third party or protest vote. I could understand that. What I don't get is that they were actually expecting Joe Biden to be a different kind of president. And Kamala Harris is even more extreme. We have never had a more extreme pro-abortion individual as president or vice president than Kamala Harris. That's really indisputable. I don't think there's a competition when it comes to that. And those are her convictions. She feels that's the right path to take. Here, let me, let me share some things with you, all right? I have an article that's on stream.org, on our website, askdrbrown.org, other websites as well. How utterly absurd that so-called pro-life evangelicals for Biden now feel betrayed and used. I, I want to read a few quotes from that article. 
things that, that Joe Biden has said, things that these evangelicals have said. Uh, so here, during the campaign, I, I challenged these pro-life leaders. I, I challenged strongly how they could be pro-life evangelicals and vote for Biden. July 6, 2019, New York Times ran the headline, Joe Biden denounces Hyde Amendment reversing his position. That was 2019. And he reiterated it afterwards. Democratic Party platform says this. We will repeal the Hyde Amendment and protect and codify Roe v. Wade. That's in the platform. If someone, if political leaders said, no, let's have a dialogue. We'll talk about it. They're just using you because that's what, that's what their statement is. And everyone that votes for them is expecting them to go in that direction. <clears throat> so COVID relief packages put forward without reinforcing the Hyde Amendment. These Biden supporting evangelicals were shocked. Quote, we feel used and betrayed. And have no intention of simply watching these kinds of efforts happen from the sidelines. We call on President Biden to honor his commitment to us and immediately demand that the House of Representatives apply the Hyde language to the American relief package. Oh, it'd be awesome if they turned around and said, hey, we told you that we'd reconsider this, so we're just going to do it for you. No, <laughs> you got used. You got used by political leaders, as happens to many groups, but all too often to evangelicals. Here, look. During the campaign, this is from the Pro-Life for Evangelicals website, homepage. This is their statement, and it's in all caps. I'm going to read it to you, but it's in all caps on their homepage. As pro-life evangelicals, we disagree with Vice President Biden and the Democratic platform on the issue of abortion, but we believe a biblically shaped commitment to the sanctity of human life compels us to a consistent ethic of life that affirms the sanctity of human life from beginning to end. So they knew it was coming. The president promised it. Platform spelled it out. The vast majority of those voting for Biden-Harris wanted them to carry these things out. And, and in their statement as pro-life evangelicals, they said, we know this is your stance. So you voted with your eyes wide open for a radically pro-abortion ticket. With your eyes wide open, you voted for it. The fact that now we're finding out that behind the scenes, there was some dialogue. And of course, you never heard back from anybody, right? Little dialogue here. Yeah, well, look at this. Never heard back. That's what is called getting used. And some of you are so senior and you've been around. You're more senior than me in age and you're far more senior than me with political experience. How? I'm asking honestly, how could this be such a shock to you? Here, let's, let's look at the actual letter. I want to read this to you. This is the letter that a number of the key leaders put out. And I'm just going to read the whole letter to you. Open letter on the American Recovery Act. We are very disappointed about the COVID-19 relief package's exclusion of the Hyde Amendment, a longstanding bipartisan policy that prevents taxpayer funding for abortion. We've been more upset that the Biden administration is supporting this bill. Again, my commentary. Why? Why? They said they were. This is their platform. I hate to sound exasperated, but this is exasperating because we're talking about babies. As pro-life leaders in the evangelical community, we publicly supported President Biden's candidacy with the understanding that there would be engagement on the issue of abortion and particularly the Hyde Amendment. And by the way, the Hyde Amendment is just one small thing in the midst of other massive issues. The Biden team wanted to talk to us during the campaign to gain our support. We gave it on the condition that there would be active dialogue and common ground solutions on the issue of abortion. There has been no dialogue since the campaign. That should have been the signal. The closer it got, the less dialogue there was. That should have been the signal you were simply being used. 
We feel used and betrayed, rightly so, but not betrayed. You should have known better. And have no intention of simply watching these kinds of efforts happen for the sidelines. Many evangelicals and Catholics took risks to support Biden publicly. President Biden and Democrats need to honor their courage. No, President Biden and Democrats, if I was on their side, I would say you need to honor the vast majority of people who voted for you, and they're pro-abortion. The vast majority of pro-life people voted for Trump, and the vast majority of pro-abortion people voted for Biden. So who, who are they beholden to? They're not beholden to a handful of evangelicals and Catholics that said they're pro-life and supported them. And whatever the numbers are, relatively speaking, it's a handful. No, they're beholden to their main base. That's what they're supposed to do. I don't want them to do it, of course. I'm pro-life to the core of my being. But that's, that's what you expect them to do. That's who voted them in. We call on President Biden to honor his commitment to us and immediately demand that the House of Representatives apply the Hyde language to the American Relief Package. If this is not done, it will raise the question whether or not we are still welcome in the Democratic Party. You haven't been welcome. You have not been welcome. My esteemed brothers and sisters who signed this and wrote this, you have not been welcome for a long time in terms of pro-life and in terms of family values. What about the executive order, the most radical pro-LGBTQ bill we've ever had, order we've ever had in American history, one that massively discriminates against women and removes, and with the Equality Act, removes all religious exemptions. Of course you haven't been at home in that party for years. This should not be news. Here, let me, let me read a little bit more uh, from, from my article. And again, we haven't even talked about how radically pro-abortion Kamala Harris has been. Just remember, when David Daleiden exposes Planned Parenthood facilities, Planned Parenthood leaders engaging in the selling of aborted baby parts, video expose, what does Attorney General Kamala Harris do in California? What does she do? Does she say, we've got to act on this and we've got to call Planned Parenthood to account, and this is outrageous, and every person of conscience, even pro-abortion, should stand against this. No! Instead, under her oversight, David Daleiden's house is raided. Raided by government authorities. Why? Look for other videos he has and get them before they're released. That's, that's how pro-abortion she is. Doesn't mean she can't be saved. Doesn't mean she can't be forgiven. Doesn't mean that she doesn't have any good or redeeming qualities. It simply means that that's who you put in office. And if Joe Biden's health declines and and mental cognitive skills decline and, and she becomes the next president, then you voted her in. That's on you. And then who knows what justices will get appointed during that time. And who knows what from, from Supreme Court down to federal courts, who will get in or what other bills might push forward to, to just put more obstacles in the way of the pro-life movement. So Richard Moe, one of the signers, said this, right now we feel like the best thing we can advocate is not to lose the restrictions we already have, and we felt betrayed. Furthermore, they did not give us a heads up on this. There was no sense of accountability to evangelicals and Catholics who took a lot of risks in saying publicly they were going to vote for Mr. Biden. And he said this, I don't understand where he's going with this, why he would be so open now about wanting to dump the Hyde Amendment language, which for many of us was a boundary that we don't want to cross. Well, you crossed it and you voted America cross. You helped America cross that boundary. It's on you. Now, now listen, 
<clears throat> to be plain here, to be plain, I I am I, I, I'm shocked. I mean, it's, it's rare that words fail. I, I don't know what words to use to describe my shock at them being shocked that Biden did exactly what he said he would do. And the idea that this relatively small group was somehow now the, the group to which the Biden administration would be beholden. No, you're beholden to the masses that voted you in. You're beholden to those that back your platform. That's who you're beholden to. That, that's, that's how you get elected, not a tiny group here, a tiny group there that supports you. I, I, I am beyond shocked and grieved. And yes, we told you so. This was an important thing. We told you so. Now, how can we work together as followers of Jesus to do something to undo this further damage and to get involved on the grassroots where the biggest change is going to come in terms of saving babies' lives? We'll be right back. God of light, hear our cry. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks for joining us on The Line of Fire, 866-34-TRUTH. Let me say something as plainly as I can. Donald Trump is not the hope of America. Donald Trump is not the savior of the nation. Donald Trump is not the only one who can save the free world. Donald Trump is not the key to the future of the church. No, no, no. And after massive prayer, massive prayer, people crying out to God in ways beyond anything I have seen in my lifetime, before the elections and after the elections, we got Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. I believe God did not give us four more years of Donald Trump for many reasons, and I've talked about those before. At the same time, I believe that part of giving us the Biden administration was judgment and also waking us up that we cannot put our trust in the White House or the federal government or the Supreme Court to change the nation. Change is going to come when we're changed. Change is going to come when we're revived. Change is going to come from the grassroots up and then it will affect politics and then it will affect the courts. And then those decisions will reflect the changes in the culture. A lot of what the courts rule is based on where the culture is at as well. So the change begins with us before God. And it is high time for the church to get low. It is high time for us to get on our faces, repenting and seeking God for sin and junk in our own lives. At the same time, if you say you're pro-life and you vote for candidates who tell you plainly they want to enshrine abortion more deeply in America, they want to push back against current pro-life efforts, then you don't vote for them if you're pro-life. That's my view, plain and simple. Hey, if your big issue was that the president needs to be a person of integrity and a role model to the nation, and that you felt that being a role model was the number one quality of a president, then you don't vote for Donald Trump. You can't vote for Donald Trump. That's self-evident. Now, I have had Christians call the show, and I've dialogued with some friends, especially some black Christian friends, who vote Democrat, and their argument has been, listen, how many babies were aborted when Ronald Reagan was president? 
How many babies were aborted when George H.W. Bush was president? How many babies were aborted when George W. Bush was president? How many babies were aborted when President Trump was president? So in that 24-year period, if my figures are correct, about 21 million. So the argument is, I don't agree with the argument, but I understand the argument. The argument is, look, we're voting for candidates for 100 other reasons because the man or woman in the White House is not what's going to affect abortion. This is the argument. The man or woman in the White House is not what's going to affect abortion in the nation, has to change grassroots up. So we're going to work on that. We're going to be pro-life on the ground. But we think the Democrats have better policies here, 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 educate, whatever. And that's why we're voting as we do. Now, again, I don't agree with that. Otherwise, I'd vote Democrat. I don't agree with that, but I understand it. What these pro-life evangelicals did was somehow expect the Democrats to not be Democrats. Expect Biden and Harris to not be Biden and Harris. Expect that the very promises they made to their electorate to get them in, they'd now break because, hey, it took courage for some pro-life evangelicals and Catholics to support him. Again, those pro-life evangelicals and Catholics got used. But I, I do want to hear for those who say, hey, I'm pro-life and I voted for Joe Biden. It's not, it's not to deride you. It's not to mock you. If you love Jesus, I, I, I welcome you as a brother or sister. But I, I want to understand why. And, and then maybe even get your take on these pro-life evangelicals. All right, so we'll start in, in Fairfield, California. El, Elwin, thanks for holding. Welcome to the line of fire. Well, thank you, Dr. Brown. Nice talking with you again. Yes, sir. So go ahead. My, okay, my, I did vote for uh, President Biden, and my reason is based upon this. And matter of fact, you took a lot of my reasoning when you was when you were on a major state uh, 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 conclusion. But you know what? The last two years, I have seen. And please forgive me. I'm a, you know I'm gonna be straightforward. But, and, and I love my Christian brothers, but what I saw and out of the Christian realm, my children have addressed it to me, is that we haven't shown Christian love. Mm-hmm. And when coming out and, and we're saying one thing, which it's like the, old, uh, the Indians used to say, we're speaking through a, a forked uh, tongue. Mm-hmm. We're telling everybody else to do it, but we're not doing it. Where, uh, as for our children in church, how many children, young ladies, are having abortions, going behind the scene, but yet they're sitting in church on Sundays, and we don't hear no message on on sex or that or, or or to sustain from it. The, the, the uh, how much is the Ten Commandments is even preached in the church? We have a feel good church today, but we don't have a sound word of God. Being preached, and our children, my children, were raised in church. As a matter of fact, I have one son right now. He says, "Dad, I can't even go to the house of God is because the word of God is not spoken. Because he heard the word of God all his life, and now it's it's not there." He says, "Dad, what you used to tell us about tickling ears, I'm seeing it." Mm. And so now we're saying, "Well, be righteous, be just, be holy," but yet we don't live by those standards. And then I can understand a politician. I know a politician is going to lie. But a man of woman of God, supposed to be righteous and holy, and it's, you know, please forgive me, but it's even like with this prophecy situation, situation we're prophesying, we're prophesying. Where is the soundness in this? And then we want to hold 
other people up to right up to our standard. All right. So, so just yeah. So so here's here's my question. I'm I'm with you, step for step, and everything you just said thus far. What I don't understand, and I know you said I stole some of your thunder with with my explanation. So I understand why you didn't vote for Trump based on some of what you're saying. And I can understand if you think, hey, the church has gotten way too political and so on. But just in your own words, for the sake of our our listeners and viewers, explain how you, I I presume you're pro-life, right? You're you're against abortion. Right. And you made that clear enough in what you just said. So what was your rationale in voting for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, when they when they were so plainly pro-abortion and, and against our values in that regard? Okay, first of all, as a Christian, as when I evaluate their standard on a Christian life, it was like what you said a while back about Trump, you know, when he became a Christian and all that. I have to realize that they're politicians. Okay. I didn't say that they're, pa- they're not pastors. They're not uh, in, in any type of leadership. So now I know where they stand there. And so the, 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 the politicians, I'm 62 years old now. I know majority of them that I've dealt with and I've heard speak. They, 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 you know what? They just want to get reelected. I understand that. As for uh, the life of a child, that starts, morals and ethics start in the house of God. When we get that grounded and we get that in our period. I mean, in our people, the next generation will stand on that. We failed in that area. Let's take full responsibility. We have a whole generation right now. The kids, I've I've seen kids that I've tried to help out growing up, you know, as they came up, and they're out there. And, you know, I hate to say it because, you know, the church didn't take the stand that it should. They live in a life that is what they think that God accepts their lifestyle. And God doesn't. And then they get upset because now the church is speaking out. And when the church had the opportunity, when they were growing up, to minister to them, to feed them, we were more interested in in entertaining them. So the fault was, I say, I'll take the responsibility, but the church has to take the responsibility. If, like you said earlier, if we want to change, then we have to look at it for what it really is, and it starts in our neighborhood. It starts in my house. So I so, cannot. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, it does. I mean, it, it starts in our in our physical house. It starts in our neighborhood, our communities. So, so last last question, and I appreciate your passion in terms of the responsibility on the church. If if I tell you that. I am one of those character counts, morality matters persons. You know, that's, that's who I am as an evangelical, mm-hmm. and I voted for Trump. You might say, well, that sounds hypocritical because of his, yeah, he kept his word in various ways, but otherwise his character is miserable, trashing people, throwing them under the bus, attacking the way he did, in that sense, abusing his power as the president and, and, and further dividing and politicizing the church and, and all that. And you could say, hey, that's hypocritical, for you to say character counts, morality matters, but I'm voting for Trump. Could you see someone saying to you, it's hypocritical for you to say I'm pro-life, but I voted for Biden? I, I have no problem because I've been told that as a black man all my life. Got so, it. And, 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 and by the way, the, the, reason, the reason I've asked for calls, uh, and, and, and you called in good faith, is not because I want to ridicule someone. 
And you know that. Oh, you know my spirit. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I wrote a chapter in a book, a strong right-wing Christian book, explaining why some evangelical Christians, born-again Christians, vote Democrat. And what helped me write that book was dialogue with black Christian friends about it. Now, I still disagree with the vote, but I actually wrote a chapter to try to say, let's understand our brothers and sisters better. Because each one's looking at the other and saying, how could you vote this way? How could you vote that way? But, Bro, can I say something real yeah, quick? Go ahead. You got a, you got a minute. You, you take the okay. last word here. Go ahead. Okay. What, ha- what hurt me, I wanted to go Republican. And me and my brother, me and my, a Christian brother, we went down there and all that. And the words that came out of the Republican mouth, you know, me being a black man, it was like me going to be being, being called the N-word. And I just sat there, and I said, I thought we had gotten, you know, past this. Well, when you say you went there, you, you mean in a physical place or just in, in theory? A, in, a, in, a, in a physical place. Oh, and you, and you felt degraded as a black man by the, the Republicans? Oh, that's and miserable. Re- oh, gosh, that's so miserable. I mean, it's miserable, period, anywhere in America today. And, but, uh, and, and so, so my question is, what side do I truly pick? And, uh, you know, and, and I almost could hear my grandmother sing those songs, you know, uh, 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 take, can't wait till we, we get to, Mo, you know, uh, get to Jordan. It's like, man, I'm just waiting to get, yeah. you know, I hate to say this, but I, I'm just waiting to get to the, uh, to the other side. Yeah. Well, Ellen, let me just say this. First, uh, I hate that you experienced that, and brother, friend, others experienced that. I mean, it's miserable. And obviously, many black Americans felt welcome by Republicans, but racism is there, and we've got to combat it where we see it, and, and we've got to listen to each other, love each other, and learn from each other. And here's the deal. I don't look to Republicans or Democrats. I look to the kingdom of God. That's, that's our Jordan right here, man. So let's join together in that. All right, thank you for the call, my brother. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You know, I see some fascinating comments on our Facebook page. Remember, you can watch the show daily, Monday to Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time Live on our Facebook or YouTube pages. So not just listen on radio or podcast, but watch the daily show around five days a week live. If you're watching another time, listening another time, calling in, no, this is a live number, all right? 866-34-TRUTH. But we're on three to four daily, Eastern time, and we do a live stream on Facebook and YouTube. So you can actually watch, see my smiling face. We put headlines up, you'll see them. You're hearing the audio on the radio. You're watching the video on the screen. So it's ASKDR Brown, Facebook or YouTube. If you're joining the Facebook page, make sure you like it. If you're joining the YouTube page, make sure you subscribe. But just glancing up at some fascinating comments, um, Diane says that what we just have to do is, is pray for the prophets, to shut up and, and, and pray for the prophets. Here, here, Diane, I work closely with prophetic leaders in America. And like you as a child of God, I hear the voice of the Lord as well. There were very specific prophecies about Trump's reelection that are false. I'm talking about days, times, specifics. They are false. 
And it is contrary to the spirit of New Testament prophecy to have these massive political prophecies. It's not what it's about. Prophecy is not spiritual fortune telling. Prophecy is not just a news headline in advance, so we'll know. No, there is a partisan political spirit, a damaging partisan political spirit that many believers got caught up in. Jeremiah Johnson was one of the first to, to prophesy Trump's election. He prophesied it back in 2015. He confesses that he got caught up in a partisan political spirit. He had a word in 2018 that if Trump did not humble himself of his pride and repent, and if the church did not stop looking to Trump in an idolatrous way as if he was the man that was going to save our country, that God would remove him. I believe that happened. Jeremiah got caught up in a partisan political spirit. Others said, yeah, we got caught up in it. And that's where he prophesied, Trump, Trump. Very difficult when, when, when a leader really works with you and, and backs your causes. It's, it's very easy to put your trust in that leader. And instead of just saying, okay, people are people, flesh and blood. Politicians are flesh and blood. The system is the system. The swamp is there. The, you know, it's just that's the reality of the political world. It, it is not the kingdom of God. Do not mistake the political world for the kingdom of God. Do not, exp- do not mistake America for the kingdom of God. Do, do not confuse the two. The kingdom of God is working in America and working in China. God is extending his rule over human lives everywhere on the planet in the midst of the most Muslim country, atheist country in the world. The kingdom of God is advancing. America is part of the world, like China is part of the world. And North Korea is part of the world. And Saudi Arabia is part of the world. And Russia is part of the world. I mean, this world system. And within America, the kingdom of God is growing and advancing. But it it, it is not synonymous with America. Prophets got caught up in a partisan political spirit and prophesied falsely. Oh, not every one of them, but many did. Many did. And how do I know it? Because Trump is still their subject. Instead of pointing everyone to Jesus, saying, whoever's in the White House, Jesus is Lord. No, they've been caught up in that. So there was, we were given specific dates. We were told. We've played some of the prophecies. Guaranteed, Joe Biden will not sit in the White House a single day. False. Donald Trump will be inaugurated on January 20th. Guaranteed. False. In December, you watch, November, December, states that were blue will turn red. False. None of that happened. You say, well, the election was stolen. Whether it was stolen or not, it's a totally separate question. And I do not believe Satan has the power to steal the election. No. You say, well, Satan does a lot of things. Not when tens of millions of people around the world are praying for God to work and fasting and seeking his face. Satan's not all powerful. But our prayers are in vain. God's like, I tried, but Satan was so clever. He just stole this thing. If it was stolen, God let it be stolen. Should we have election reform? Yes, we need to have confidence. Should we dig and make sure that elections are conducted in a way that are above reproach in the future? Absolutely. And if the election was stolen, isn't that an outreach? Of course. But it doesn't mean that God is not at work in the midst of it. We were told guaranteed that Trump would be in this time. No, you watch. Eight consecutive years. That has not happened. Those are failed prophecies. I saw something. It was sick. If I had the clip, I'd play it now. It was sick. There's a gal with, you know, some staff, some, I guess, prophetic power, allegedly, in the staff. Trump, come forth. He's about to come forth. He's about. 
He's not going to be the president within the next four years. If he runs again in 2024, that's a whole other subject. It's not going to happen. It's not a matter of I have, of course I have faith. Of course I believe in prophetic ministry. I've made massive decisions in my life based on words from the Lord. I've spoken things. Go back to warnings that I was giving 15 years ago about where LGBTQ activism was going. I have insight into things as well, like you do. We are New Testament people of God. If you are a follower of Jesus and you know him, his spirit dwells within you. And he said, my sheep hear my voice. You don't need some prophet to tell you this or that. Believe God. Believe the prophets was Old Testament when the people in general couldn't hear God. And if the prophets did speak, believe what they were saying. But the only times in the Old Testament that all the prophets are saying the same thing is when they're leading in a false direction. And the true prophets are going in the other direction. But the solution was not to run from that, to run from the dangers of the politicizing of the church under Trump, to, to run from the, the mean-spirited attitude that infiltrated our midst with, with hostility and anger and vitriol and hate and cursing people. The wrong thing was to run from that into the arms of Joe Biden. That was the error. Yes, I voted for Trump, but with concern in terms of where things could go. And the moment we got past the elections and I saw this outcry and it was almost as if there was despair without Trump, we're sunk. I thought, oh man, the idolatry is even worse than I realized. And God began to burden me. And I knew for a fact, for an absolute fact, as of early December, that Trump would not be coming back now. I knew it for an absolute fact. I just waited for the right time to say it. And that was January 6th during the storming of the Capitol. At the same time, I knew enough of this. You don't have to be some prophet. I'm not claiming anything except just seeing the handwriting on the wall. That a vote that you could not say I'm a pro-life evangelical and I'm voting for Biden for pro-life reasons. You couldn't say that. And that's what I found to be the extraordinary hypocrisy and error of these pro-life evangelicals for Biden. I say it again, it's an oxymoron. You might say I'm pro-life evangelical and I, I felt Trump was destructive and I know Biden's policies are bad, but I, I feel a vote for him for these other reasons that I think he's gonna do a better job on. And, but man, we gotta work against abortion. I, again, I differ with that, but I understand it. And, and please know again that I do not believe it is right to judge someone's salvation based on the vote they cast. It's, it's not a matter of we had Jesus over here and Adolf Hitler over here, okay? That's not the case. It's not the case. One of my friends, a host on this radio station right after me, this network right after me, said that seems some of us love America so much we don't stop loving Americans. We, we've, we've gotten off base. We, we have lost our compass. And this is time for the Great Reset. So for those who voted for Biden and now are having the great awakening that he is, he's going radically left, the Equality Act is dangerous. Maybe the most dangerous thing I've ever seen being brought to Congress in my lifetime. Dangerous in terms of an overt attack on religious rights and freedoms and real discrimination against women in the name of equality. And the pro-abortion policies of Biden, as bad as they are under Harris, could be even worse. So now maybe you're having your wake up to reality. And those that voted for Trump, okay, he's not here anymore whether he comes in 2024 or not, should not be our focus. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then those of you who said, hey, this is exactly why I couldn't vote for either candidate. And I've always respected that. 
And then how will this vote they vote, but at least it's not on my conscience to know I helped this happen. So what are we going to do now? I've urged those who put their trust in Trump in an unhealthy way to repent of that, renew their faith in God and realize, hey, just, we're all little human beings. America says I could drop in the bucket in terms of the whole universe. Oh, okay, now how many universes did God make? <laughs> just, you know, just the massiveness of God and all the realms in which he exists. Let's step back and worship the only true God. Those evangelicals who voted for Biden realized, boy, we made a big mistake. So we all repent of our errors. We all repent of our political errors going wrongly in this direction, that direction. We humble ourselves. We quit bashing each other. All right. I've spoken strongly to call for repentance. Let's quit bashing each other and let's say, okay, what can we do? What can we do in our neighborhood? What can we do in our state? Yeah, we'll think about 2022 and 2024, but, but right now, what can we do on the grassroots level? What can we do in our churches? What can we do in our prayer meetings? What can we do in our awareness? If you haven't visited lovelife.org yet, visit that, lovelife.org. Visit there and find out what's happening in cities across America that is dynamic and life-giving and life-transforming with children who are growing up and thriving now with a hope with life because of actions of Christians on the ground to work against the evil of abortion. Let's repent where we've been wrong, repent of our sinful attitudes one towards another, humble ourselves on all sides and say, okay, what can we do for the cause of life? Will you join me there at the foot of the cross? Will you join me there? Don't forget to visit my website, askdrbrown.org. Sign up for our emails while we're there, askdrbrown.org. Another program powered by The Truth Network.